You're listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Join your hosts, Aaron Walker, Sarah Somasundaram, and Heather Dyer to talk all about home cooking. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utility providers in Alberta. Offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Winter is coming, and energy usage for all Albertans will be increasing. So now is a great time for listeners to look at their utility bills and ensure they are on the best plan. Albertans have a choice of utility providers. Park Power is happy to provide free, no-obligation comparisons. If you decide to switch providers, it's easy, and you can feel good knowing you are supporting a local business and helping to give back to our communities with your utility bill. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Syndrome. I'm Erin Walker. I'm Heather Dodd. What's happening today? Suddenly it feels like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So we're sitting in Eau Claire at uh, the C Festival, so Calgary International, International Film International Festival. Festival. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little frazzled because this is such a different yeah. venue for us. We're not at home in our closets, except my, my environment Aaron hasn't is. changed. I, yeah. I've, I've zoomed in because I'm still stuck in my four walls but soon to be freed <laughs> soon to be freed but um, right. you're here with us in a way because we can see you exactly <laughs> I can you can see my face and I can only see your eyes so it's kind of <laughs> yes. yeah this is the first time we're doing a podcast with masks on that's right hopefully yeah. our words are clear so we had the special privilege of viewing Julia it is a, a documentary chronicling the life of Julia Child, mm -hmm. who I think needs no introduction, certainly not to people who listen to a food podcast, Yeah, I would think, unless you're just our family who feel obligated to listen and you don't <laughs> actually care about food and you don't know who Julia Child is. <laughs> Thank you, family. Yeah, that, that's possible. <laughs> Betsy West and Julie Cohen. And they were the directors of Julia. And you can actually look, Erin, you found a little uh, YouTube video on them speaking about Julia, and they had a warning. They gave us a warning before we watched the movie. They said, if you watch the movie, make sure that you have lots of food around because you're going to be really, really hungry. And what did I do? What did you guys do? Did, you, did any of us listen? Yes, I watched it after dinner. Well, I don't know you what your problem You watched it after dinner, but she said to have food around. Well, no, I wasn't hungry. Plus, okay, let's just also say that Sarah made me this really good drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was not hungry because I was, maybe I was on my way to Happy Land <laughs> I, I gave her more, more, more <laughs> of the, the drink that I made because I took one taste and I'm like, oh boy, this is strong. Maybe I'll just uh, give Heather a little more and oops. What, what was, what was <laughs> in was that Was there any drink? warning included in that, Sarah? Or did you just no, drop no. it and say, enjoy? <laughs> I hadn't, I didn't even know what was in it. Well, Ooh. you'll know now. Yeah. <laughs> you'll know why you guys were fussed. So, you know, uh, Julia Childs, let's <laughs> Talk a little bit about her. Like she was the French chef, the French cook. But she was American. But she was American. So she brought French cooking into America and she made it very popular. And she had a TV show. And yes. And she came in at a time when she was late in life. Late. Well, I mean, she was in her 50s. Let's not call that late. <laughs> 
Aaron's Aaron. She was not the she was not the spring chicken that most TV women were at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. She was not petite and blonde. No. Yeah. No, she was very tall. Yeah, yeah, she was incredibly tall. I didn't really realize how truly tall she was until watching the documentary, seeing right. her in the kitchen and with other people. It was she was a bit of a an imposing figure. Right? Yeah, and so that's why I made the cocktail. The cocktail goes. It's a French cocktail. Ooh. It's called Classic French Seventy Five, <gasps> and you guys can get the recipe at cookieandkate.com. Okay, it's really easy. Uh, it's one and a half ounces of gin. So buy your gin. We got our gin from Eau Claire Distillery, which is a Alberta distillery. Really good mm-hmm. gin. Really, I'm not a fan of gin, and I really like their gin. And then three-quarter ounce of fresh lemon juice, three-quarter ounce of simple syrup, and then two to three ounces of chilled champagne on top of And you can bet she put three ounces in my glass, <laughs> I'm quite sure. Right. Yeah. So there that's the drink part. <laughs> but that let's sounds keep talking fantastic. about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really cool that she was the same age as I am now when she moved to France with her husband. Right. Which was 27. No. 17. <laughs> <laughs> let's just keep going now. Yeah. We don't need yeah. to talk about numbers. Are you, do you have ideas now? You're going to France. You're going to Cordon Bleu and you're going to learn to be a French chef. I don't think so. No. Dreams dashed. Oh, and I thought it was interesting that she was always a rebel. Mm-hmm. Her, her very, um, her wealthy Republican family. Yeah. Her father wanted her to marry some banker. Right. From the same social circles. And she was like, mm, no, not for me. I want to travel. So she signed up to work during World War II in the service. And she went overseas. And then she wanted to travel. And she ended up meeting her husband and marrying this guy who her father thought Did not was beneath like, her. Yeah. And yeah became a democrat and it was like she was a rebel every time she made a decision yeah, and i just i had to add my dad's from here but um she meets a husband in salon sri lanka and that's where yeah. my dad is from and she met him in the year that my dad was born so i was like oh that is so cool 1944 oh, that is so cool. <laughs> i love that connection that's great and they didn't like each other at first which i thought was funny fantastic <laughs> and their love story was so central to this whole movie. Yeah. And yeah. then she, um, get, they get married and then they move off to France. And this is where her culinary story starts, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She decided to enroll in the, the Cordon Bleu cooking school. If I remember correctly from the movie, they said it's the oldest cooking school in Paris. Right. And she was the only woman or, or was one she of one few. of very, very one of few. few? Yeah. One of very few. It's a super male dominated. I mean, we've read enough and heard enough about chefs in the last few decades and how it's still right. hard for women to get through. And she was good at it. She I think they didn't take it. her seriously. And then they discovered she actually did really well at it. Yeah. Because yeah. she was kind of flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we all kind of if, if you've watched Julia Child shows you know, growing up, I know we did in Singapore. We all remember her for her voice. Yes. <laughs> yes. There have been many impersonations happening in my house. Yes. This yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even the kids and they, they don't even know who she is. Yeah. yeah. And they're imitating and it's yeah. quite funny. She had such a great personality. She did. Definitely comes across like that. She starts writing a cookbook. And I, I really love the way that they filmed how she was was testing out recipes two and three times. And did anyone notice that she was making a sauce that kept breaking <laughs> and she kept dumping yeah. it in the garbage? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh. 
Aaron, I totally thought about you at that point. I was like, oh my God, Julia Child is Aaron. Aaron is like the <laughs> with, reincarnate. With the mayonnaise. <laughs> if you haven't heard from season one, go back and find the mayonnaise episode yeah. when Aaron had a very hard time making it from scratch with the whisk, just as Julia was doing. Yeah, and she kept going over and over and over. Yeah. Well, she was such a good, she'd just laugh at herself, right? She'd be like, oh, here we yeah. go again. Yeah, tireless. <laughs> Tireless, yeah. but with a good sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. The thing that makes the recipe book distinct is that she writes in such detail with mm-hmm. the recipe. And you had borrowed the book, and we took a look at yeah. the book. And it, there wow. is a lot of information for each recipe. Yeah. And it took 12, 12 years, years to I write know. the book. <laughs> That's dedication. Yes. I think I said to you guys, like, it's a damn miracle anybody ever bought it because it, it's so detailed. It's so not detailed. easy. That's not no. easy cooking. And this is at a time when people were microwaving frozen dinners and eating spam. Yes. Yeah. Everything was en gelée. <laughs> yeah, yes. gelé. They were putting everything in the like jello. They talked and... about this jello dish with marshmallow and carrot. Have we, like, no. Okay, that's not actually that bad. No, come on. (laughs) We all love sunshine salad. I love sunshine salad. There's a name for this too? No, it doesn't have marshmallow in it. The sunshine salad is the carrot one that I made for you Okay, that one was good, but there was no marshmallows in it. No, but I don't think the marshmallow in Jell-O is so bad. Oh, (laughs) yeah, okay. I grew up with that stuff. Some of them are good, but not when you... Then you put like meat and... Like the bouffe gelée. Yeah, that is... (laughs) Yuck. No. That was the thing to do at the time. So, I mean, it's not surprising people wanted to eat something different. Or someone wanted to cook with a little bit of pride in the uh, yeah. and actually know how to do it. That's, yeah. Right? But imagine if this is like your first foray into cooking and you look at this book that's like, I don't know, yeah. like five inches thick. Yeah. <laughs> like No pictures. No pictures. Nothing pretty no. in there. Yeah. Just tiny font, typewritten. Like I looked up Hollandaise. There were four pages of yeah. text before you even get to the recipe. Yeah. All about how to make it. I was like, forget it. Close. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm amazed that it sold like. But I think if you didn't have that guidance, you know, what's made me a better cook over time is reading those books that are like textbooks. Like very, it very much reminds me of salt, fat, acid, heat, right? What What would you say? Like. 70% of it is just text. Yeah, but text. with all those nice little pictures, diagrams, well, yeah, but like and illustrations. I think, I think that does help. I mean, when she came back to the United States and she started up the French chef, can you imagine I love cooking those live on yeah. tape like that? Can you imagine cooking and having like seven people sitting at your feet and Passing not being able things? to move? Yeah. <laughs> So let's, but let's talk about what that was. There were no cuts. There were no edits at that time for this cooking show. So she had to do it right. No, she didn't have to. She just kept redoing. She'd just be like, oh, whoops, the chicken fell on the floor. Pick it up and keep going. (laughs) Over and over again every week. Yeah. Which is quite amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing. And they had, they had to take the studio to this location every time. So they had to fill up their big bus with all their cameras and their mics and all their equipment and packing to the little space. Huffing it up like the, the fire, fire escape, escape somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. And the husband gets involved in this and he really is a big help to yeah. he scrubs the pans. Yeah. Between the and he holds the cue cards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really Aww. cute. Yeah. They were really I, meant for each other. I really loved their relationship throughout it. I thought yeah. 
it was so special. Very special, yeah. You know, they talked about it quite a bit too. It was rare for a man to let the woman take over in terms of career. And what did she say uh, was her three... <laughs> Oh gosh, her 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 uh, her <laughs> secret to a good relationship with a man: the three F's: feed your man, flatter your man. I'll I'll give you a good guess what the third F was. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it, but put it together. You guys can do it. Listeners. I think she was just very <laughs> like what you see is what you get. Yep, very straightforward person. I wrote down a quote of something she said, and I thought it was so perfect. Oh, there's so many good quotes. There there are, but she said this, and I thought it was so nice, but it's, she says, food is love. It gets everyone together. <laughs> oh, the Julia. <laughs> I really loved that quote. Oh, and another quote. Women weren't taken seriously as anything other than brood mares. Brood mares. <laughs> <She said. laughs> And she was like, and I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's when she joined up the war. Remember she said she wanted to be a spy? I love yeah. that. That's right. Which cracked me up because she said, I thought I'd be really good at it because nobody would suspect someone so tall. I'm like, that's right. lady, you can't blend in. Like, you need to blend in if you're going to be a spy. She has no blending. No. Not her voice. Not her person. Nothing. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious that she thought, I'd make a pretty good spy. Yeah, yeah. I think she thought nobody would suspect that that she would have been picked to be a spy. Well, that is true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that much is true. Um, in this documentary, there is um, an actual recipe on how to make potatoes. It's like a very they show it very quickly. The perfect roast potatoes. That's right. So I was like, okay, I took notes and I made potatoes last night. So the method is you peel chop and blanch your potatoes in boiling water then you score the surface of them with a fork to kind of rough them up mm -hmm. and then you roast them in your drippings say if you're making a roast or something and apparently they're like foolproof best potatoes you've ever had in your life yeah and i was like these potatoes are just potatoes <laughs> <laughs> i'm really sorry to say them. but i made them and we were not wowed i mean i hadn't made like a fancy i don't know what kind of roast maybe julia was making with her potatoes i had baked some chicken and so i didn't have maybe the right drippings right. i had some bacon fat yeah. in the freezer so i put that in there and i thought Ooh. they'd be pretty tasty they were just roast potatoes they weren't like amazing in fact i think they're better with peels on when oh, i roast okay. a potato personally okay. oh i don't know aaron you didn't try the potatoes at your house i did not get around no. to trying <laughs> the potatoes Erin's stuck in her room. She's not allowed I, oh, out. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a hot plate yet in here. <laughs> I will go forth and try some potato making. I have a huge amount of potatoes that came out of my parents' garden this year. We always plant a couple rows with them, and we have they delivered them to us, and it is a ridiculous amount of potatoes this year. Mm. So if you didn't think they were awesome the first time, Heather, we can just keep trying yeah. and trying <laughs> and trying because we have endless amounts of potatoes this year and 12 years later they get it right 12. no i'm just joking <laughs> well i'm gonna do this just like julia did again yeah. and again and again okay and also i mean a julia child recipe cannot be that simple i was like something they just and it wasn't julia giving the recipe it was like her friend or somebody who said this right. is how julia made potatoes right well, but then i think it also had to do with the beef roast right that well, that beautiful beef roast that probably. was there right so yeah. probably that was probably the flavoring so what did you do, Sarah? 
Okay, so this is a really bad, not a bad idea. It was just a last minute idea. So last, yesterday I decided I was going to do bourguignon. Stop it. (laughs) On the way here, she was practicing all the way here. Bourguignon. 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 See, now I'm even saying it incorrectly. It's really funny. And she's like, is that right? And I'm like, I don't don't even want to correct her because I want her to say it however she's going to say it. That was the first uh, dish she made on the French Chef Show. Correct. That's right. Um, so I decided to do it yesterday. It was kind of a last minute thing. My daughter and I run to the store and we get all these things. And I looked up the recipe and this is from her book. And you can get it at rvclibrary.org. And yes, it's extremely long. At first, I read the first page and I went, okay, you know, that doesn't look, oh, there's a second page. Oh, there's a third page. (laughs) And so I asked my husband if he was going to be okay with uh, eating dinner at 10. (laughs) And he was okay with it. And I started doing it. And honestly, it was fantastic. Mm. I I did, in my tiredness, burn my fingers really badly. Oh, no. And I thought, whatever, she did something to her finger in the show. That's right. I'm like, whatever. (laughs) She can go through the rest of the show like that. I can do it. And it was an extremely um, fantastic stew. And we had it with mashed potatoes. Um, I think another great way to uh, eat that would be with pasta. Mm. Just look up this recipe. It's not, honestly, it's not complicated. It's just a lot to read. That's what is scary about it or daunting about it. But after you get over that, you're okay. In this recipe, I would recommend using more mushrooms. That was the star. It was Mm. fantastic. So good. So good. Try it. It's not hard. Well, I think Julia had the gift of gab. Well, she had to keep talking through that filming that never had a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I think she was really good at explaining everything when it came to putting down her recipes. Yeah, and it comes through in the recipe, and I think it works. It's just we're not used to seeing recipe books without pictures as a reference and and honestly the words make up for it and maybe it's not so bad because how many times have well have i in particular had a recipe and been like i don't understand the description like i don't know what it's actually supposed to be what was like the, the weird shaggy dough, shaggy dough or like <laughs> the ribbons the sand the ribbons sand i'm ribbons. like I, I mean the photo does help for sure, sure but also just maybe a little more explanation about how you get to right. shaggy dough yeah then i'd feel confident that i was there even yeah. if i didn't know what it looked like this is a great great movie and the other thing that i i noticed about so then i'm watching the movie what yes and I'm watching it at night and, I've, and I'm going, oh my God, how are these pictures, even when the video was done in black and white, how is the deliciousness of this dish coming through mm. without any apps, any filters, right? I mean, it looked good. It made you want to go start cooking. It made you well, want- I don't know. No? <laughs> I thought sure it was I... delicious. The, the, the black and white chicken or something i was like the duck oh. and where she plays with the yeah, chicken maybe it was a duck i don't know I like think it was something... the duck in the pot it didn't look particularly appetizing no was it the like, goose you mean the, the goose? goose oh yeah because here's, the goose. here's yeah. all the whatever and what's missing the goose yeah, the and she pulls out this goose out of the oven and it doesn't really look appetizing because it's in black and white 
I'm glad you thought so. I, I did. I was hungry the whole time. But, you know, I can sit <laughs> in that closet and start a podcast with you and then my tummy goes. So we know what happens yes. to me and food. Just say the word food and I'm hungry. People were tuning in. Yeah. Everybody wanted to watch. Every week they were like, what's she going to cook this time? And they loved it. And it was in black and white. It didn't look fancy. Yeah. You couldn't really see. That big fish. Remember that big fish on the table? She's like, today we're cooking with and then she has like a cleavers up and everything and yeah. it's like fish and this big massive fish on the table it was hilarious I'm like what are you doing with all that fish I remember seeing that scene before they explained what it was and I was like what is what on is her counter totally. that's what I was thinking I'm like what is that meat so you can't yeah. even always tell what it is she's cooking but no, she explained yeah it. there's also like um they created footage of food to put yes. in the film. It's not just black and white, yeah. old no, no, Julia's no. food. That's it's right. like really mouth-watering yeah. close-ups of yummy food yeah. as well. Oh, the way yes, they did very the credits at the end. Did you not yeah. watch all the yeah. credits because yeah. of the food? Yes. Like, yeah. It was yeah. so fresh and like, yum. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We're waving. There's someone at the someone. window with a camera. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I love that, like, in, in in a culture where food was becoming less central, and yet she could get how many people, you know, to tune in every week to watch her cook. I think it just really explains how important food and cooking and that family feeling is to all of us. Because Julia really, she paved the way for, I mean, celebrity chefs. There were no celebrity chefs really. And for people like us who who are trying to learn stuff and just trial and error. And here we are talking about cooking. Mm-hmm. Would we have been doing that had not someone like Julia Child exactly. Good point. Mo- set it in motion, right? Like, so at this point, were there no other chefs on TV? I don't know. I don't know if they said specifically, but I, definitely not women, I don't think. Right. I don't think there was much on TV for cooking at that point. They said that even under the educational TV that there was, that it was all very... It was men talking about... Man-dominated, power-dominated, yeah. And it was all yeah. very scientific. I think she came through at a time when it wasn't expected. And I I think she started a whole revolution in the world, or in our North American world, for yeah. a love of food. Because they did say at one point that that book was not known in France. No. It wasn't even no. it wasn't even published in French. No. no. It was written for Americans and published in Americans, sold in America, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that scene of Julia where she had all the chickens lined up. Oh, Do you remember yes. this? <laughs> and they were all dancing. The chickens and here's the laying and here's yeah. the baking and here's the whatever and she had them and she was like smacking them and like going down the line and here's the one we're doing to the the roaster and she was making it dance and oh my god she was hilarious and then when she went on to do like late night shows and stuff as she was when she was older and Mm -hmm. she went to do like i don't know leno or right johnny carson Carson, and like all those she would cook with them and and jacques pepin and jacques pepin i love him so much he's one of my favorites seeing him when he's younger and cooking with her on it hmm. they, they all feel like my friends because I've <laughs> listened and heard them so much <laughs> and I, I don't want to give this part away I think you all you listeners should really catch this movie but there is a point <laughs> where Julia and Jacques cook yes. and something happens mm-hmm. in the kitchen and he f- 
<laughs> kind of fixes the situation so that she can continue on with the show yeah. until she gets the to the hospital, right? Yeah. But the two of them this together so just cute. like professionals. Yeah. They yeah. just yeah. It's the show must go on and yeah. they they just Made it happen. Made it happen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely catch the movie. Yeah. And I love the way she organized her kitchen. Yes. And I don't know about you guys, but I finally lost it when she was touring her kitchen and talking about how they had bought those pans in France. Yeah, yeah. That was it for me. And they were nice. Did you see how she kept her pans? Mm-hmm. She kept oh. them well. That's because she had Paul to scrub them. That's right. Good old Paul. She had an omelet pan. Now I want an omelet what pan. What is an omelet pan? I don't exactly. know, but I want one. Yeah, I know. I the way she and the just way sort she of made that up, omelet. Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. like instant and shook in yeah. the yeah. Yeah. I want to learn how to make an omelet. I'm now going to make like, I'm going to go through at least 50 eggs trying to yeah. figure out how to make an omelet properly because. But I think you need the pan yeah. and then it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need the special pan. Yeah. If you I'll, have I'll the find pan, an omelet pan. Yeah. You can do it. Check your expectations. All right. But I still want to see you try. I'm going to, I'm going to work on this. I will commit here and now to trying to figure out a an omelet because that was yeah when we watched that that, i had no idea what that was what about you heather do you think you're gonna try take on julia's recipes do you think you're gonna get that book again out of the library now i feel like i should have given it a second chance when i saw it i was really tired it was very overwhelming yeah and the book is very overwhelming Mm -hmm. i would maybe try this bourguignon because i have made bourguignon before can you say that again bourguignon Thank you. I have made it before <laughs> with the boof. I didn't the say boof. the boof. Yeah. But I don't know if it was Julia's right. recipe because I don't remember it being like a five-hour. I think you got it out of your um, bisouille brioche. Yes. Oh, okay. Right, right. Laura Bradbury's French yes. book. Very tasty, though. Mm-hmm. It was very good. So I would make something like that because I feel familiar with right. it. But I think a lot of the, like those sauces and when I looked at the hollandaise and stuff, I was like, no, no, I just, I don't know. I don't feel inspired. I feel a little overwhelmed. Oh, I'm not whisking any more sauces together. You're not whisking. No, I'm not whisking <laughs> another dang sauce. No. I hear you. Julia would have used a KitchenAid. She would have if she had it. She'd have been all over a KitchenAid. Well, yeah, because later on in the show, in the movie, they actually show her using different... Um, oh, she had a processor. Yeah. A food processor. Like it was a yeah. spaceship or something. Mm. <laughs> the way she talked about it. And you could use a food processor. <laughs> That's so fun. It's like watching your grandma learn new stuff, you know? And her family was so proud of her. The Mm. ones that were speaking about her. She seemed like she was everybody's favorite auntie. Yeah. Yeah. And she was the shortest one of the three kids. Yeah. At 6'3". Yeah, at 6'3", she was the shortest one. What a shrimp. So crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, And so maybe we should talk about Sif a little bit. They have this festival every year. How long have they been doing this 22 years. 22 years. This year is a little different because of, you know, precautions that we have to take. But they have a great lineup of movies, including Julia. Mm -hmm. And you can watch it in person or you can Mm -hmm. get tickets online and you can watch it from home. Which is what we did. Yep. And I am, you guys know, I'm not a big movie 
person. Sorry, I'm on <laughs> and I'm not I'm not a huge movie buff. But as I was looking browsing initially when we had kind of put our name in to do this podcast, looking I was thinking, what would we even talk about? And I started looking at the lineup when it came out mm-hmm. and I thought, wow, there's so much here that I actually would want to watch. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm not even like a big movie watcher, but I, I definitely am going to catch a few watch yeah, yeah. watch a few because I can watch it from home which I love yeah mm-hmm. and if you don't finish it because I tend to fall asleep when I put the TV in front well the yeah TV maybe on. that's right there you go especially when Sarah mixes you the drinks well I mean really <laughs> <laughs> she's knocking me out with the big the strong drinks but you can you have something like 24 hours or maybe it was more than 24 right. hours to watch it so if you don't finish it in one day you can watch the rest of it the next yeah. day and yeah. I, that appeals to me a lot so sounds great you guys mm-hmm. should check it out. It goes until what day? Oh, October 3rd. It's right on the on the glass. Oh, right okay. Here. Yeah. October. So it runs until October 3rd, and this episode comes out on the 30th, so there's still a little time for people yep. to... So make yourself a drink. Tune yeah. in to SIF. Find your film. There's tons of stuff. There's fiction and documentaries and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Enjoy, guys. Mm-hmm. And that's a wrap. Today's episode is brought to you by Bessie Box, delivering healthy, naturally raised meat and seafood right to your door. Bessie is a small team in Alberta that delivers local food straight from the farm to you. Choose from Alberta grass-fed and finished ground beef to sustainable Atlantic salmon from BC. You can order on your schedule, whether it's a one-time order or a regular subscription to your favorite Bessie box. All conveniently flash-frozen and portioned, so you always have healthy meat and seafood ready to cook up a storm. Go to BessieBox.com to order yours now. Plus, APN listeners can use the promotion code APN10 to save 10% off your first order. That's code APN10. Enter it on checkout at BessieBox.com to save 10% off your first order. And now for the fine print. We at Three Kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 Nations in Southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. We honor the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. If you like and subscribe on your podcast player, that helps more people find us. Bon appétit! Bon appétit! Bon appétit!